How are you? Great to meet you, man. Great to meet you too, man. I uh, appreciate you having me. I, I, I have seen a few of your stuff and uh, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, excited to be here and to talk about whatever it is we're here to talk about. Man, it's um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind of a year, hasn't it? Not just for yourself, but a bit of the, the gaming industry. I mean, how, sure, many, how sure. many delays have we had, brother, this year? <laughs> Far too many. I mean, Elden Ring stands almost uncontested at this point, um, except for maybe like God of War Ragnarok and maybe Callisto Protocols looking pretty good. I think that's still coming out this year. Um, so there's still a few gems, but man, yeah, uh, everything. 2022 has been delayed to 2023 is basically what happened. Hey, can we get into that backdrop just for a second? I'm seeing sure, early sure. from The Last of Us, I'm seeing... Millennia, oh, yeah. Elden Ring, is that Mega Man? We've got yeah, right, right there. This Metal Gear Rex with a with a very fancy hat. Goomba just riding that Rex for some reason. Uh, with the the Star Wars, I think uh, that this is from the sequel trilogy. I got it like when, when I went to what was it the uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Disney Resort thing here in yep. in, in California. Uh, we got you know Punish Phantom Snake uh, BB, my boy BB or. Uh, gal Lou Louie, uh, what, what was the female name? I forget that they gave the baby, but yeah, yeah, we got Ellie, Neon Genesis, Evan Galen, Eva Zero One. This is from Watch Dogs. Um, helmets, uh, that's Shepard, that's Fallout 76. Uh, Melania, two Melanias, you gotta represent the best girl. How did you, how did you go with that boss fight, by the way? With what? How did you go with that boss fight? Oh man. Um, so when I played Elden Ring, I, I wanted to go through as many boss battles without using the mimic summon as possible. That's the only one where I'm like, all right, I need a, I need to like finish this game. Um, and maybe <laughs> next playthrough I'll do it for real. But for right now, I need to, I need to invoke my mimic and just have, have him help me out a little bit. And I did manage to beat her, um, uh, much more easily with that. But yeah. I do hope to beat her one on one when I get to her in my current playthrough. You you didn't get a, some help from Let Me Solo Her. You heard of that guy? No, man. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> that's the dream, isn't it? To to get a visit from the legend himself. Uh, but uh, maybe maybe one day, maybe one day. I think he crossed two thousand. Uh, whatever you call it, two thousand right. kills of kills, millennia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he got sent like this, uh, this sword from uh, mm. the folks at Bandai Namco with a message that says, "Hey, you know, we appreciate just your your dedication to your mission and everything." Uh, just became this huge meme. It's just awesome. I, I love the wholesomeness of Elden Ring and like the community surrounding it. Kisma here says, "Stray Game of the Year for me." I'm I'm curious, Young, what your Game of the Year is if it's not Elden Ring or Let's say top three, because mine sure. is I mean, mine's Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to wait until I play God of War Ragnarok because the first game, 2018, is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, period. Yeah. And so we'll see how much Ragnarok elevates the gameplay, the narrative, the set pieces, and all these things, and how it all comes together. So maybe there's good competition there. You know, that game has impressed before, or that series has impressed before, and uh, it may very well do it again. Before you go on, I heard the Berserker Stag's a really terrible voice actor, whoever that is. But go on. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man, I've I've heard in the rumor mills. Yeah, yeah, and I, I listened to some clips and I'm like, this guy, fire him and never allow him to work in the <laughs> industry again. So, let's get let's get that campaign going, folks. Um but <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to actually like be a part of it and to get to kill myself a bunch of times and uh, I I suppose through the playthrough um 
But yeah, that's one that I'm like, that maybe will be the, the biggest threat that Elden Ring has to its crown as a game of the year of 2022. But right now it's looking pretty solid Elden Ring. It's just that game accomplishes so much. Um, and it's blown away. It's blown me away on a level that like, I feel like Ocarina of Time did when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is my, my adults uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, what, what Ocarina of Time was to my childhood is what Elden Ring was to my adulthood in that sense of like awe and um, just constantly wondering how this game is possible, that there's so much content, <laughs> how everything is so just, um, I mean, so much enemy variety and so many cool things to find. It's insane the amount of work and content that they put in, in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And what are you looking forward to coming out later this year besides God of War? Because you... I'm really keen on Callisto Protocol. I think that's, that's the one. It's it's going back to those Dead Space sort of feelings. Um, Glenn Schofield, who worked on it, yep. who created yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I just feel like that that's looking really good. Great cast as well. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that the, that last gameplay demo we saw, you know, we got a sneak peek of some of the powers you have. You know, you can mm. like force push and pull or something. And, and <laughs> yeah. some of the deaths are so freaking gruesome. Uh, I, I not, you know, these days, because I've seen so many different types of deaths in gaming, mm. not many of them make me go, oh, but that that last bit at the end there, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, like that really actually got me for a second. So I'm like, all right, this game got a reaction out of me. So I, I can't wait to see what other moments like that we can expect. For the, for those that don't know, um, Yong, you grew up in Venezuela, right? And then moved to America Correct. at a young age. How was that transition, if you remember? I know you were young. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. How was um, that? That was, uh, you know, it was a tough transition because I had a, it's, you know, leaving a whole life behind. I lived there long enough, you know, 14 years that I, you know, had friends there. And, um, you know, I never anticipated that we'd just, you know, pick ourselves up and just move to a completely different foreign place. But fortunately, my parents were, were well prepared. I had been tutored in English from first to second grade. And then from third grade onwards, there was this American school in Venezuela that were Americans in, in Venezuela gathered. And, you know, uh, they they uh, I, I was essentially surrounded by Americans in that school from third grade to eighth grade. So at that point, I learned English pretty well because <laughs> it was sink or swim. If I didn't yeah. learn English, my educational a career would go down the drain, but I'm um, just being surrounded by people who speak the language and being forced to speak the language, especially at that young age, really makes you learn a language pretty quickly. And so that's how I mastered English. But, you know, the reason we moved was because uh, Hugo Chavez uh, kind of just wrecked the country. Um, yeah. the, the the head of, of the president or whatever at the at the time. And so my parents foreseeing that the country was just not heading in a good place. So like, we got to get out of here. And so they had the foresight to move us to America. And uh, yeah, I was 14. You know, uh, I, I didn't know anybody, but I knew English at least well enough to get by. And I just had to adapt, you know, learn all kinds of new slangs. You know, pl- I, I got plenty of <laughs> people. I got plenty of laughs out of me going, wait, what, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, gee, oh, man, did you just say that out <laughs> loud in front of the teacher? Um, and then I'm like, well, what did I just say? Um, so. But, but, you know, eventually you you settle in and you get through it. And now I feel, yeah, pretty Americanized, I suppose, in a lot of ways. Do you feel at home? Uh, I, feel, I feel at home. At I feel moment? at home yeah. now. Yeah. Because yeah. you were at, were you at Delaware? Is that right? Yeah, I first moved to Delaware, lived there up until um, May of 2019. That's when I moved mm. here to L.A. to pursue you know, voiceover. And um, you're still fluent so. in Spanish, right, are you? 
yeah, you know, every once in a while, like forget a word. I'm like, oh, what was that word again? Because, you know, yeah. I don't speak Spanish as much as I used to. But, you know, I spoke Spanish for 14 years of my life. And that's just like it's like once you ride, once you learn how to ride a bicycle, you can go 10 years without riding one. But you kind of know how to ride the bicycle still, even after all that time, that muscle memory or the mental memory. It's all Is there. it easier to um, listen to it rather than speak it? at this point yeah when yeah. i listen to it i can i yeah. can understand everything um unless like they speak super fast then maybe i'm like wait can you repeat that but yeah yeah i can understand it fairly well um and i can speak it fairly well too it's just every once in a while like oh what's that word again yeah but, you know. and you haven't needed it for a voiceover gig have you uh, for like uh, for, like for a, a role or anything gig? yeah you haven't gone for anything in that realm yet Actually, uh, recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, oh. I finally did one gig that was nice. all in Spanish. And oh, that was really wow. Cool. That mm -hmm. is cool, mm -hmm. man. Congrats. Yeah. No, congrats on your whole transition. We'll get into that a little bit later into voice acting. Sure. And I mean, you're still a YouTuber at heart, but sure, I know sure. that's also one of your passions. Um, I remember years ago, man, I reckon I found you for, for MGS. It would have yes. been, been nearly 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know, eight, yeah. eight, nine years ago, you were really going in depth on on Metal Gear Solid Five and the trailers, and and that's where I first discovered you. Is that where your sort yeah. of passion came? Is that where it came through, and you started to get traction on YouTube? I'd say the first uh, bit of big traction that I got was when I did Skyrim coverage before that game came out, and before Metal Gear Solid Five came out. That's when I first began to get noticed. That's when you know, uh, MCNs began to approach me, <laughs> telling me, hey, you know, you can like make money off of this and turn this into a career. I'm like, oh, no way, really. Um, and then um, people like kind of began to recognize the name Young. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't until Metal Gear where I really kind of found um, like this void to fill in the YouTube landscape. But nobody else is really like one or two other channels maybe were. But generally, uh, Metal Gear was just not the it kind wasn't of being covered. Yeah. Yeah, not not to a degree that I, I which shocked me because I'm like this is one of the most seminal franchises. So I I mean I, as someone who loves Metal Gear and has followed these games and the lore for so long, I feel like I could, you know, provide a bit of community service for fans of the series who want to want to stay up to date and find someone who they can relate to on that front. And so that coverage definitely um, kind of put me on the radar. I feel like on YouTube, and then after that, once the Kojima Konami fiasco went down. Metal Gear was just, it wasn't an option to just be a Metal Gear channel, so I had to adapt. But fortunately, um, alongside Metal Gear, occasionally I cover other games like Fallout 4 and Final Fantasy 15. And so eventually I'm like, let's just like start covering a little bit of everything, really, and just games industry stuff in general. Now, that's a tough and thing to do as a YouTuber to go is. from one game to all. That's almost yeah. suicide for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing. I thought like once the Kojima Konami thing went down, I'm like, I think this is it for my channel. I think I have to like <laughs> think about my future. But fortunately, you know, my you know my incredible community, they stuck around. Uh, yeah, a few people are like, ah, I was here for the Metal Gear content. I'm gonna subscribe now. But yeah. the majority were like, dude, we're you're whatever you want to talk about, we're here with you. And then once you know the 2017 was when the channel really, really got big because that's when that was really? the perfect storm of like Battlefront 2 oh, and yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda oh. <laughs> and I covered both of those fiascos oh, at no. the same time yeah. and so a lot of people like were as frustrated as I was about these two games that we were very excited about you know they had so much potential and so that coverage really kind of skyrocketed my channel and that's how many subs are we like, oh. talking do you remember uh, general yeah, I, I was probably at like 
a little over a hundred thousand maybe at that time. And that really? skyrocketed me to, yeah, like, wow, like hundreds of thousands more. And then, wow. um, two years after, I think it was, yeah, in 2019, late 2019, that's when I hit a million. So, um, did that long, yeah, did that Sonic coverage push you further as well? Because I know they did, I watched all that. Oh, that yeah, those did really videos, well. If you yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, Weirdly, not to the degree that like oh, the okay. Battlefront 2 and um, yeah, uh, Mass, Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda and like all the loot box cover stuff did, but yeah. it certainly was a significant boost. Um, you know, I usually am not a like a I don't cover movies often, just sometimes when it's game related. Yeah. Um, but like it definitely like there was a spike within that kind of small window of like Sonic coverage when all that went down. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like the thing that you know skyrocketed my channel um a lot of that was just from gaming coverage yeah i know you're a bit of a cinephile too like you love your mm -hmm. movies right yeah absolutely what what are we talking here what have you been watching lately what's some recommendations oh, well i recently the latest thing i finished and i guess it's more of a tv show or a series yeah sandman yeah, yeah sandman i thought was fantastic i actually never read the comics or didn't really even know much about this character but a friend of mine who was like dude you got to watch this um uh, just really kind of uh, presented um, a pitch. I'm like, all right, this sounds like it could be up my alley. And even as someone who's never like read the comics or don't know much about Sandman, I'm like, this is a really good show. Um, yeah, I've never uh, heard of the I don't comics know if you've either. Seen it. Yeah, I, I will. Have I am going to watch it. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to mm -hmm. watch it. Um, gotcha. This week. Yeah, yeah. I have heard good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, Better Call Saul, the finale just yeah. happened. And That's man, bittersweet, they, man. <sighs> don't you think? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, it 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 was not like the ending wasn't as tragic as I thought it was. Like there are definitely yeah. a lot of undertones of tragic, but it could have been worse. It's like mm. I wouldn't say there's an element of re redemption is too strong of a word, but there's an element of like oh, um, uh, Jimmy's back, you know, to mm. to a degree mm. at the end. You know what I mean? Like he he kind of um acknowledges um he he has a moment of introspection. Mm. And uh, it, it kind of becomes this love story at the end. You know what I mean? Essentially. Um, and so I, I just love the way they tied everything together. Just this perfect, perfectly uh, wrapped uh, gift with a bow on top. And uh, yeah. the way it ties into Breaking Bad is what the best sequel ever, uh, prequel ever made. Ever. Like I've never seen a spinoff or prequel nailing it this hard and in some way surpassing the original show. Um, so it is, yeah, I it love is. that show to death. I was skeptical on it first season and then it, you know, just wins you over as it goes on with a yeah. great, with a great writing and yeah, Michael Mando 100%. and, and the cast over there, they're, they're the phenomenal. cast, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They really mm -hmm. are phenomenal. So 100%. what's a, what's some movies you've seen? Like, like I'm guessing you've seen Top Gun Maverick. I mean, that was phenomenal. Yeah. That was really yeah. good. I mean, honestly, like my favorite, I, I love just cyberpunk stuff. Like the Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. It's like, it's got both nice. style and substance. It's not one or the other. It's got like both, man. And the style is like groundbreaking style, especially for that time. And even today, there's nothing quite like Matrix nah. in terms of the vibes and the um, the kind of action we see there. Um, and then just the, the way they introduce the idea of like questioning reality and like, how do you even know if something is real or isn't when you're yeah. trapped in this scape where everything seems so real and lines like, do you think that's air you're breathing now to, to like <laughs> acclimate Neo to the idea of like, understand that you 
now that you know this isn't the real world, you can essentially activate mental cheat codes. But you have to like, like make yeah. yourself believe, like finally acknowledge that you're not living in this reality, that this reality really isn't it's such real. Such a good it's movie. Like, yeah, presenting the concept of like getting out of your own head of like, you have to free your mind literally of this concept of, oh, this is real. No, it isn't. It's a video game, basically. That's how you have to think of it if you want to be able to dodge bullets and jump across buildings and stuff like that. I watched, so I really, rewatched them yeah. in, in anticipation for the for the later one. Did you watch the the latest one? I did. I did. Oh, um, no, I, you didn't like it? Yeah. I, I didn't. No, no, no. I, I didn't hate it as much as plenty of other people did. Mm. I, I think um, like the action scenes just felt no, like it really fell short of the bar that the matrix trilogy established um yeah um there are certain elements of execution that i i would question but i'm like there are interesting ideas there at the same time i don't know it was I the execution i think it. yeah 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 some interesting concepts though um but i i also do get why not many people are receptive to it it's, it's very like tonally even i think different from the original trilogy um well they really go hard with the meta stuff uh yeah. you know um and and in a way that for some people it works, for some people it doesn't. Um, but generally, yeah. it's got very mixed reviews. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was, what do you? It was just all right. What do you think yeah. of video game movies? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it depends, I suppose. Um, man, I don't think many of them have entirely succeeded. Um, it's only when, when like spider-man for example obviously it started off more as a comic thing and then you know turned to an animated series and eventually movies but like they did their own thing with the video game instead of like trying to adapt a movie i guess spider-man 2 i i, I recall you know people are fond of that one yeah the movie adaptation definitely. of spider-man 2 yeah but you know th when i play that it will still like rough around the edges spider-man on ps4 like that's like they made this video game and like it, it's its own unique storyline and they tailored this spider-man experience to be a video game and so that turned out really well um but for the most part when it's a direct adaptation it just it all falls apart and with time constraints of like oh we want to release the game around the time that the movie comes out and all these things it just it always feels cheap and it always feels rushed and it, it doesn't feel like a whole lot of um like care and love was put into it on, on the level yeah. that some of these uh, more beloved triple a games are but I don't know. I, I just maybe there's a good example, but I feel I just can't think of one right now. I don't know if you know of any um, that are actually a, a good video game movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, there's not many. Man. <laughs> unfortunately, I like Max I wasn't a big fan one... of Uncharted. Unfortunately, and and that's my oh, favorite yeah, yeah. game, like game series of all time. Oh, are, oh, are you talking uh, movie to oh, video game adaptation or video game to movie adaptation? I was talking video game to movie. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, I thought you're talking the, the other way yeah, around, and I'm like, I can't think of any that are good. Um, I I think the Sonic movies are decent. Like they're fun. Yeah. You know, they're not. Yeah. They're they're harmless. They're not like you know masterpieces or anything. But you go in there, you turn off your brain for a bit, and you know, yeah. after they redesigned Sonic to look less nightmarish, I thought it worked. Um, Uncharted, I haven't watched yet. I I don't hear. I don't know. I hear pretty yeah. mixed things about that one. Like you got two, um, right? You got the the Mario movie coming out with Chris right. Pratt. Of all people. Yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Charles I mean, Martin, that... though, man. <laughs> right. I know he's gonna <laughs> come in as a guest star. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Um, but uh, that is gonna be animated, so at least um, it, yeah, like live action. I just don't think works for Mario as we have seen before. Um, did you like the this Mortal being Kombat animated movie? Oh yeah, actually, I, I actually did enjoy that one. Yeah. Um, not everything about it worked, but 
Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to seeing the sequel. I, I love the way they portrayed uh, like Scorpion um, and some of the fatalities. I thought they they captured the essence of the game. Some, one of the fatalities actually made me go, oh, like it made me actually cringe a little bit. You, I think you might know the one that I'm talking about. I think it was Kung Lao. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there, there are scenes like that that are, I, I, I think, highlight moments. But um I yeah, got a, I got but, a soft but, spot for it because a lot of the cut like a lot of the cast and crew are Australian. Um Oh, is that right? And it okay. was I think it was shot here and obviously Kano was the big star for me and Kano that. was Josh Lawson. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was great. he was fun. Yeah. He was fun. Um we got we got a um a few questions here guys. Please keep them coming in and I'll get to them in a second. There's actually one movie I wanted to discuss with you, the Metal Gear Solid film. Which mm-hmm. I believe, um, Moon Knight. Give me his mm-hmm. name. Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He was attached to play Snake. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you think that will go? Because that's a tough sort of property to fit into a film. I feel like yeah, in a two hour yeah, or so time frame. Definitely. Um. It makes me a little more optimistic that the director, Jordan Vogt Roberts, is he does seem to be like an avid Metal Gear fan um, mm. and he's like good friends with Kojima uh, and everything. So it's like I, I do feel like he's dedicated to the source material and he's not just, you know, throwing his name in there just, you know, yeah. for the sake of it. Um, and like he did that whole like 30th anniversary, like I don't, every day he posted a new uh, concept art or something. I don't know if you remember that on Twitter. Yep. Um he did do that. And so it's like there's a genuine passion that I feel from him that makes me optimistic that if this movie one day comes out, it has the potential to to maybe um, uh, please fans. And, and like, you know, I'm sure he'll try to do some elements that are his own thing. But mm. I hope for the most part, it does capture the, a certain essence that Metal Gear has a certain voice that it has. Um, but the question for me is, is it ever even going to get made? Because yeah, we no. haven't really heard much about it, um, but. Oscar Isaac attached, I think, is pretty cool. I, I watching Moon Knight, especially. There's one scene where I'm like, that feels like Oscar Isaac has just just went full solid snake mode, and so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'd be curious to see him play the role now. I feel like um, he carried Moon Knight just quietly. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. His performance is really what carried it, especially when he's interacting with himself. He does a great yeah. job at differentiating the different characters, and so that's always like fun to watch but in terms of like the tomb raidery aspects of moon knight i'm I, i'm like eh, i don't know i kind of tuned out anytime those sequences showed up but yeah the metal gear solid movie man that's a that's a tough one because part of what makes metal gear solid so special is the way it leverages the interactive nature of video games and mm. um it, it uh you know those meta moments that also uh have uh, you know like metal gear solid 2 had this big finale right with this huge meta moment where they were telling turn off the game console, but at the same time they were talking to you about we are we're going to be in a future where it's going to be AI and information and the abuse of misinformation and basically predicted the future. Um, and so it's like, how do you capture stuff like that in movie format? Um, and so Jordan Vogue Roberts is going to have to figure that one out, and I hope he uh, nails it on that front. But um, yeah, mainly I just hope he captures that that vibe and. Um, really understands how special this series is to people and uh, does it justice. But yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it's happening anymore. Yeah, you know? I know. Maram plays. I remember watching Yong's Metal Gear videos a few years back. If there was a remake of MGS1, Yong, 
what would you like to see that wasn't in the original? What would I like to see that wasn't the original? Man, I, I worry. Is, I, I worry about MGS One because some of the boss fights might not translate to third person view. If you get me, yeah. No. Maybe, maybe, uh, perhaps, but you know, you, you look at a remake like Final Fantasy VII remake and what they did with that, I know, yeah. and you know, it's a very, it's a very different game from the original, but it has enough of the original in there. But obviously, even narratively, they kind of veer off a lot, especially mm. towards the end, and I don't even know where the story's headed anymore. But yeah. uh, that's an example of a remake where, um, you know, they the gameplay change is not turn based anymore; it's more of like a tactical. A live act, like live live gameplay, moment to moment action RPG, um, and so I feel like with Metal Gear Solid, they, you know, if they're gonna change the camera perspective, for example, they have to like change aspects of the level design and stuff like that because um, the the game as it is now on PS One was designed for that bird's eye view, and if you give it a a third person perspective, it's gonna be super easy, honestly. So and so there there are things that they have to like rethink. And so if they're going to change the perspective instead of keeping it top down, there's a lot of work to do there. Um, but in terms of, man, I, I don't want them to mess too much with Metal Gear Solid, honestly. It's so just tightly packaged and so perfect, I feel, in a lot of ways. It's just more like I want to see them modernize the gameplay and aspects of level design to fit modern gameplay standards and graphic standards and stuff like that. But I can't think of much that, that, that I'm like, oh, they need to add this thing to yeah. make it better. You know, because it's just so good on its own. It's already, it's already that damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you heard anything um, about that remake behind the scenes? Because I've heard it's it's in development and it's yeah pretty close. But I don't know what you've heard. Man, it's like it, some people are saying it's going to be a Metal Gear Solid One remake. Others are saying that it's a Metal Gear Solid Three remake that's actually in development. So I don't know what to think anymore. But I mean, um, you know, reports came out before uh, the Silent Hill leaks that a bunch of Silent Hill stuff was in development. And now we're starting to see that come to fruition. And alongside those rumors, the Metal Gear Solid rumors, uh, the Metal Gear Solid remake rumors also kind of cropped up alongside that. And so it does feel like these rumors have validity behind them. Um, it does feel like Konami is trying to get back into develop, at the very least licensing, which is the most ideal thing they can do with their IPs right now. Because whenever Konami internally develops a game, it just, uh, without the talent, it just turns out like crap. We've seen that with Metal Gear Survive, with... Contra, on, yo. Metal Gear Solid Survive and... was incredible. Come on, yo. <laughs> Top tier. Yeah, of course. Game of the <laughs> Millennium. I never um, played it. I never played it. Yeah. That's the that's the correct choice. Um, <laughs> you reviewed yeah, it, didn't it you? Just, no, I I, oh, I, I want I try I wanted to. I tried to I just couldn't get through it. I just couldn't. Um it was one of those yeah. games that I did like check out at like E3 and I'm like, okay, maybe there's like some interesting ideas here, but you know, you can't really get the full picture of a game when you only play for like 10 20 minutes right yeah or was it like i forget how long that session was maybe 30 minutes but either way um i was like all right maybe there's you know some interesting ideas here but then like once you play through the whole game you realize the mechanic the mechanics of metal gear solid 5 don't jive with a zombie shooter you know tower defense gameplay you know that those mechanics were designed for stealth gameplay a la metal gear solid 5 and so that fundamental misunderstanding just uh, made the gameplay not not great and the gameplay loop itself was just not that well designed and all these things so, uh, yeah, sorry, what was the question uh, that was answering? <laughs> I don't know what to about. Even I've forgotten. Don't worry. It's all good. <laughs> we're just going off on tangents. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. M MGS, we were, we were talking about the remake, essentially, but right, what, right. what you've heard. Right. Um, so, 
yeah, it could be a Metal Gear Solid one remake, a Metal Gear Solid three uh, remake. But yeah. um, either way, I'd be I'd be happy to see Konami just license out their stuff. I don't want them to make their own stuff. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I when they licensed out Castlevania, we got that really great show on Netflix. Um, and now they're licensing Silent Hill out to uh, rumor has it Annapurna for a more sort of smaller package, serialized kind of Silent Hill series. Apparently, Bluebird rumor has it they're working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. And then some Japanese development studio with like the original creators of uh, original developers of Silent Hill. Apparently they're coming together to create the next mainline entry, whether that's a soft reboot or a proper sequel. I don't know. Also, I love the Dimitrescu poster right back there. Um, it's signed by all the actors when I had them on. They, um, all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man of culture, man of culture. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, I th- just if you give Metal Gear to the right studio, I'll be hyped for it. If you give it to Blue Point, boom, I'm I'm already on board. They did they did such a great job with Shadow Colossus remake, with um, Demon Souls remake, mm-hmm. with remastering the Metal Gear Sol- the HD remasters of the Metal Gear Solid uh, collection and stuff like that. So pretty sure they did Uncharted so on too. Uncharted collection, right. yeah. yeah, 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 or yeah, they did something Uncharted related, if I recall. Sorry yeah. if you can hear my dog going off. By the way, oh no. Uh, <laughs> all good so where do you think the mgs series can go does it continue without the man mm. will he ever get back will the band get back together do you think because i'm i want to see the franchise continue but it, without him i'm skeptical M- metal gear solid is such a singularly kojima creation like it's so his signature that i feel like anyone who tries to make a sequel to the stuff that already exists would feel like a, a like an imitation, like somebody trying to be Kojima. You know what I mean? And then if they try to just be themselves, it's like it just wouldn't feel like Metal Gear. It would just feel like agree, somebody man. else's interpretation. Of, so it's like it's a it's this very because of how closely tied the Metal Gear series is to Kojima to Kojima's identity. Really, mm. it just feels you can't really separate the two. If somebody can prove me wrong, I'd more than welcome that. You know, maybe if Kojima uh, no. can kind of be behind the scenes offering some counsel, maybe. Uh, yeah, would maybe that be enough for good... you? I've I've pondered that point. Like, would that still be I... enough? And I don't know. If, I don't think it will be. You know, no, I don't think so either. Nah. You know, you you look at something like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, um, which is a spinoff and it's its own thing. So I don't really care that that's not yeah. Kojima vibes per se. That very much feels like a platinum game. Yeah, that kind of but through the lens of metal gear a little bit, but it's still, you can tell it's not a Kojima game. It's just the vibe is they try to capture aspects of it, but you just don't feel like it's a Hideo Kojima game. And it's like, when you play Hideo Kojima game, you really feel it. And I don't know anyone in the world who can capture that. Cause Kojima is such a uniquely identifiable. He has such a unique signature that replicating that would just feel like, Oh yeah. They're just trying to copy it. It's like of. watching a Quentin Tarantino film. You sort of know it's him. You know, yeah, just by that's the thing. It. Yeah, it's there's just the signature that he has. Yeah, and so I, I think the they either have they're gonna have to either soft reboot it or bring someone who they're really confident uh, can capture enough of Kojima's essence to be able to make a sequel. But even then, I don't know if people would consider it canonical. It depends on how well it's pulled off. Who knows? Maybe somebody can bring a new perspective to Metal Gear that actually could elevate it on some level, maybe. Um, but generally, I'd, I'd prefer if they, for now, stick to remakes until they can kind of prove themselves a little bit um, or give it to the right student, the right developers to 
Uh, the, the the best hope I have is maybe one day Kojima and Konami can make uh, can 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 shake hands enough that uh, Konami enough. will license it out <laughs> yeah. to Kojima Productions, and maybe one day they can revisit that series um, and make a proper sequel directed by Kojima. Maybe old wounds can mend. You know. Yeah, Kojima Productions buys Metal Gear rights. Imagine Man. that headline, Yong. Hell, it, how, if how hyped would you even, be? Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation how would be. Hard would I be? No, 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 no. How hyped, how hyped would you be? It would be? sound like like this right now. That's, that's, uh... <laughs> um, oh, shit. But how said, hard would you no, be? No, no, no. How hype? How hype? Not, oh, gosh. Uh, I heard yeah, how hard. Yeah, I know. I mean, both appropriate questions. Both in, appropriate. In, in yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's just us here. No, that, one's, no one's watching. I would yeah. scream. I would literally scream because um, Metal Gear, <laughs> the Metal Gear franchise is the most special one in, in my heart. And so to see it go down the way it did was, man, that that was depressing. So if if it can get a proper revival on that level where either Kojima Productions or PlayStation, even if they acquire the rights, they'll be like, all right, Kojima, do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. I just fingers crossed. I Yong, feel like it's possible. But what, hmm? what about Yong Ye has been casted as a lead in MGS Six? <laughs> Here's the thing: if um, I would, if for whatever reason, if somehow the stars line and I got to audition for a character like you know Solid Snake, or I'd be I'd, the first thing I'd be like, I need to contact David Hayter and make sure that I have his blessing or that he wasn't available. But I would never. Like if David Hayter was available and willing to to return to the role, I would never audition for that role. I would just leave it to him to play it because he is he is Snake. Period. That's it. There's no argument. He is Snake. Unless there's a reason why he won't return or can't return, then maybe I'd you know do my own take on it. But if I could play a new villain, a new side character, a supporting character, you know, someone who's new to the series, I would I would jump on that opportunity if it's developed by the right studio and if i get good vibes from this yeah. project you know geez there'd be pressure there from because you're just such a big fan of the series and yeah how would yeah. you how would you handle pressure like i mean you probably had a similar experience with jojo because you were a big fan yeah. of that series did, did you feel mm-hmm, pressure mm-hmm. for that in the days leading up to the release of that first batch of episodes, that's when I was like, oh, my God, people are going to like listen to this. I, I forgot about that part. Like when I was in the booth performing, I was like, yeah, I get to play this right. character. And it's so fun. It's so cool that I get to do this for a living. But then I'm like, oh, right. The reaction. People are going to consume this content. People are going to react to this. And mm. uh, I had a little bit of imp- imposter syndrome the day before. I'm like, oh, my God, no, I fucked it. What was I thinking taking on this role? People are going to just shred it. Just to trash it, and they're gonna hate me, and I'm gonna ruin this character for them. What have I done? But then, like, once the episodes came out, people were very kind, uh, and they, you know, many people enjoyed the performance and everything. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And um, but now, you know, I'm, I'm as I gain more experience in the voiceover realm, I, you know, I kind of have to get into the mindset of it's like it's not about that. Like I, I do take a great pride and 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 understand the responsibility of playing a character like that, but. At the end of the day, as an actor, I have to focus on the craft itself. Mm. And so I just need to keep that in mind. And the rest will play itself out um, one way or another, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I'll get used to that pressure and just uh, focus on what matters. Just just like understanding the character and delivering the emotions that need to yeah. be delivered for the scenes that need to be delivered. That's and it, just man. putting my best foot forward. And that's it. That's all you can do, mm-hmm. you know. So 
uh, yeah, uh, just kind of uh, not distract myself uh, of forces that I cannot control is kind of what I'm trying to do as much as possible. Rat Gaddy, thank you, man, for becoming a member. He says, what's Yong's favorite MGS game? Man, okay. So I think the overall best in the series is Metal Gear Solid 3. But if I had to pick one that's like my favorite in terms of the 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 imprint that it left on me, it's Metal Gear Solid 1. Mm. The there was just I had played nothing like that at the time. Um, the impression that I mean, the first time Psycho Mantis reads that memory card, I, I you know that's when you're like, video games can do this. That's insane. Um, and it, it it makes you like that same sense of shock that maybe Snake has when he's like, "Well, you can read my mind." It's like you're, the player has a bit of that, you know, because they never they would never expected that a, a character in the video game would read your memory card engage what video games you like to play. So it's like you kind of feel more aligned with how Solid Snake is feeling in that situation. Yeah. And it's like little things like that that video games can do that movies and games can't do quite on that level. Um, and I mean, Gray Fox and uh, just uh, one of my favorite uh, characters. Just I love those badass cyborg ninjas. And he's like top tier for me. Um, the the Just how tight the, the package is in general. Mm. Um, and, well, you know, well paced, it, isn't it? Well paced, very pacing, well paced. Yeah. And the level design of like it's almost Metroidvania esque. Mm. You know what I mean? Like how certain acquisitions of items and equipment open up new parts of the of the of the facility of Shadow Moses and stuff like that. And the bosses, I mean, those characters, the the Foxhound characters in particular, are just so iconic in my head. As much as I love the Cobra unit as well. So is it? Is it? it? Does is it? Is it? I'm trying to remember if it's MGS one where he goes in the locker room and there's that little Easter egg. With the poster uh, of that girl? I, that might have been Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid 2, I remember, had oh, something okay. like that. I mean, yeah. all, all the Metal Gears all have something yeah, to I that. Know. Like in Metal Gear Solid 3, I think it's when, um, as you're flying into a Soviet territory, uh, you can press R1 to go into first-person view inside the, the cockpit, essentially. And if you look up, yeah, you'll yeah. see a poster <laughs> of a yeah, model. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. um, I... I Metal Gear Solid One did that for some reason. I can't remember if Metal Gear Solid One had a it probably no. It, it probably, it probably did. did. Yeah, I just forget exactly where. Yeah. Um, but Metal Gear Solid Two and Three for some reason I remember. But more that's that's that Psycho Mantis. That's specifically. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how they did that in the remake. That right. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like how do you capture recapture something like that? Um, yeah. Though you know, I, I mean, can games read other games' uh, memory saves or at least browse through your saves library to like. Be like, ah, I see you've played God of War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could. That'd, that'd be, be amazing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have maybe, I mean, maybe they, they'll come up with new and interesting uh, gimmicks, if you will, quote unquote, yeah. um, with the new technological capabilities that we have now and, and you know, take that to a whole another, uh, to a whole other level and beyond just like, oh, what games do you play? Maybe it's like, oh, you've played this game for this long. Ah, you're obsessed with this one. I see. I don't know. <laughs> they could do some crazy stuff now. So what's your most played game lately, last few years? Oh, man. Uh, last few years. Um, Is there a game like you go back to? I'd say Binding of Isaac every once in a while I do really? go back to. Yeah. yeah. It's this, I mean, it, it, it's the, and recently they released a new expansion. The variety of, I don't know how much of Binding of Isaac you've played, but it's this roguelite where the kinds of like builds you can make with the, 
crazy varieties of items you can acquire. You can just straight up break the game with the right combination of items. You can have lasers shooting out of your eyes while eyeballs are spinning around you and while uh, static is like just emanating all over the place and just like you're shredding through enemies. It's like um, that level of build variety that you can um, create in Binding of Isaac because they keep adding crazy amounts of new and varied items. It's just addictive, and you every run feels fresh as a result. So once in a while, I go back to that. I, I know of it. I just uh, I haven't never played it, but I know that the platinum yeah. trophy is a tough one. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There, <laughs> there are tons of unlocks and like secrets to find in Binding of Isaac. So yeah, there's lots to do in that game. Um, it's just it's just really fun. It's it's simple, but but super super fun. Vampire Survivors lately, I've been a little addicted to. Really. Um, Wow. I don't know if you've played that one. Yeah, yeah I have. It, the, yeah, the, the whole control scheme is just move with the analog stick and like occasionally select some stuff in the menus. That's it. All you do is move so funny and, that, and then, yeah, yeah. that's and that's the, the one that's that's getting you. It's just interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so stuff like that. But then in terms of like more AAA stuff, like Elden Ring, I've put so much time into more so than most, if not all, games this year. Um, yeah. Definitely, and 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 in the past, like I don't know, five years or something, Breath of the Wild, yeah. I put like 135 hours into. I usually, I don't know if I'm just like getting old or whatever. It's just like once you get past like the 100 hour mark, I tend to feel fatigued with a game enough that I'm like, All right, I'm gonna put it down for a bit and maybe come back later, and then maybe I won't come back to it because I have so many other games. I to think play. 100 hours is pretty. <laughs> you can pat yourself yeah. on your back after that exactly exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. but breath of the wild just like the sense of adventure and, and finding things in the world was so uh well done that i i was i just couldn't stop uh wanting to explore further yeah um and elden ring kind of gave that sense as well but on a more uh like <laughs> downtrodden world uh depressing uh, uh kick your ass level um than breath of the wild but those those two epic adventures really stand out. Um, Persona Five, I'd say I put. I mean, that game takes like a, over a hundred hours. I've never to played it, man. It's it's on my backlog. It's 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 super good. Mm -hmm. it, I think it's some of its dungeons do um, like stretch a little thin at, okay. at times, and I, I feel like they could have compressed the game and made it a, just a tighter overall package. But I, I love the characters and, you know, it's one of those games that after I finished, I'm like, man, I'm going to miss these guys. I'm, I'm going to miss mm -hmm. hanging out with these guys. But I still haven't played Royal because that's even longer. It's just yeah, Persona so 5 with more. Is, it, is there yeah. a difference between Royal and 5? Yes, yes, there oh, is. Right. And they introduce a new character. I think some scenarios from the original game do play out a little bit differently. And then they add a new, like, semester, essentially. A new oh, yeah, like, right. Season. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And so it's it's literally like a, a an expansion almost, but it, but the entire game has also been repurposed for the sake of that expansion, and the gameplay elements have been reshuffled or enhanced in some ways. And so that's like if Persona Five, the original, took me a hundred and like ten hours, this one probably take me like 130, 40, 130 to one hundred forty hours. So I just I just need to find the time is the main issue. I've got it on my I think I've got it on my Vita, still unplayed. So. I don't know if well, that's the place to play it, but or maybe that's Persona uh, that, Four actually. That, that's Golden. Persona Four, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Persona Four. Unless they announce Persona Five well, for Vita and for no, no, no. So I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna play Four into Five, but I they guess... did announce Five for Switch. So if you're into ah, portable okay. yeah. gaming for Persona, that's a they great did option. too, yeah. Um, and Xbox, I think, was it? And Xbox, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that it's just like Persona is really spreading its wings and 
going to all these uh, consoles and becoming more accessible because everyone should, I feel like, play this series at some point. It's super good. No, it's it's a it's one that I'm missing for sure. What's what's mm-hmm. what's a game that you're you know everyone talks about that you missed over the years? Is there any that you missed? Like, is there a um, glaring title in your backlog? God, that's a great question. Um, because I've got a lot of a, a lot of friends yeah. of mine have um, Breath of the Wild as as one of theirs, and I think, come on, guys, really? Yeah, Breath yeah, yeah. Wild? Oh man, yeah. Recently, I'd say Stray. I've been meaning to pick up and play, just haven't had the time. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, the cat game! It's so adorable!" And it feels like everyone's played it, but me. Um, but I do plan to get to that soon. Um, let's see. I, I feel like every, a lot of people I meet have played like World of Warcraft and. I think I'm among the few who just like booted it up for like and, and did like 10 levels and then never played it again. And so I've n- I know very little about World of Warcraft, which I think is uh, rarer than uh, one might think. I, I think maybe. I don't know. I, feel I think, like I think you get like... a pass for that one because okay, it's such enough. a time sink. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, to, to do good luck doing all of it. I mean, it'd take you thousands right. of hours. But yeah, I'm in a yeah, similar yeah, boat yeah. to you. I've played like 10 hours or so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, beyond that, um, there's so probably covered a, most of the Halo big series. series. You've you've played most yeah. of them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the Halo series I haven't been as in tune with as other series. Uh, like I still, I, I've never finished three and ODST. Like I, I think I finished one, and I got well into two. Like almost finished it. Um, but then like for some reason I just never picked up three or four or five or ODST or any of those. So I still have to like play those, but I did play Infinite, and I had a lot of fun with that. So yeah. um, at least the campaign. I know now it's the multiplayer and the live service stuff is not going super well right now. Yeah, yeah. They just, I just, yeah. I feel like it's moving too slow. Where these days you've yeah. got to be a bit. I don't know. The pace has to be picked up for a game like that in releasing updates, yeah. and you know, there's. I, yeah. I don't think is the co-op out yet. I, I still don't know if it's. Uh, out. It's. Yeah. I think it's coming out soon. Okay. If, yeah, 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 it's on its way this year. Yeah, if I recall. All right. So, in terms of YouTube, I want to pick mm. your brain quickly. What's a typical day like for yourself these days? Because I'm guessing you've honed in on the uh, research aspects. Like, yeah. you know, is there a certain site you're going to that you trust over others, or how does a typical day go for you? So I always try to look for the original source for something as much as I can. So like, cause usually be like th- an article that links to this article that links to this article uh, via this article, via this article. Then there's like that one article that started the the chain, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I try always look to, for like the very, the source because uh, you might get paraphrasing with other articles or them interpreting the original source. So I do try to do that. And then if I don't like the way they format, the, the way they present that information, I'll find one that's like, okay, I like the way they format the information better. So I'll like say the original source is this guy, but this is the article that I'm going to use to present the information because I just feel like it's better presented. And so, yeah, uh, it depends on the story. Some stories I don't have to really do all that much research because I, I, I have a good amount of knowledge surrounding that topic. Others, uh, you know, I do have to like uh, really kind of dive into the timeline of events. And so I, I really try to look at I, I try to present stories in as extensive way as possible um, I really try to paint the full picture both like what's happening now and what's the context with future events or past events mm. and so um, yeah it, it always starts with me kind of 
browsing around, reading articles, seeing different takes and like what where people generally sit with a topic and and whatnot. But from there, you know, I, I formulate my own opinions based on my own experiences. Um, and the research phase um, probably is the, the one that's like the longest, you know, that, that's probably the, the 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 biggest chunk of the time that's taken up in making yeah. a video. Yeah. And then after that, I highlight what I need to highlight. I kind of make mental notes of like, All right, I want to tackle the topic in this order. I want to present information like this. And then I begin the recording process. Um, sometimes I just run through it and do a great one take. Other times I have to like pause and then like, wait, well, okay, I need it. I want to say it a certain way and then do another take. And so I like, I'll edit it so it looks seamless, but I'm actually breaking it up in chunks. And then um, alongside that, I recorded the audio and then, yeah, I bring it to Premiere Pro uh, and um, I've gotten pretty fast at editing because I've been doing it for so long now and I've, I don't have an editor. I edit all my videos um, personally. Do you have anyone helping you at all with any of your content? Not really. I've been going nice. solo for this past uh, over a decade now, I guess, or yeah, like a decade. Do you think now. you'll ever open it up or you like to keep it? So hmm, maybe, yeah, if I find like maybe an editor who's like, oh, he gets my vibe, you know, because yeah. it's not about just finding a good editor, it's an editor who understands your style. Yeah. And so maybe one day if I start feeling overworked and stuff, but it's just thus far, I've been able to do everything by myself, you know, graphics design. I've done it, you know, since um, I was a kid. And so like all the thumbnails and everything I can make by myself. Um, no problem. Photoshop um, or what? where are you doing it? Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Photoshop. Uh, so that all that stuff I can do by myself, the editing, I actually enjoy the process of editing. And I think because I'm so particular about the way I edit, um, I feel the need to do it myself. Well, I think Kojima is a bit like that because he edits his own trailers, which usually isn't I, the kitten like normal. I feel in the games industry, usually you have a marketing team who comes up with that stuff. I love like, how I he does that. Yeah, yeah, his trailers are amazing too, you yeah. know. He, they're, they're usually about a hundred hours, but they're still yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're good. But I mean, he picks the right music and like yeah. he knows how to cut the everything just right to match with the beat of the music, and yeah. it's just like the vibes his trailers give off are amazing. But um, yeah, I, I and my editing style isn't complex. You know, it's a relatively simple form of editing. Yeah, um, it's just about. I, but I like the pro editing is where you know once you do you know the principal photography, that's where you like take the clay and start molding it. You, you like remove the pieces that don't need to be there. You shape it just right so that it presents the story the way you want it to be presented. And because I, I'm very particular about how I want to, you know, word things or I, how I want um, what I'm presenting to come off, I, I feel like I have to be there editing it myself. Mm. Um, but maybe one day, you know, for game reviews, especially, you know, those take a, up a lot of time to because you have to look for the bits of footage in your entire playthrough to like align with what you're saying. That I do that as much as possible. And so when I review games, I, I literally have my my phone here, and I, which is like a, a it, it like folds out like that. And I set it on this. I prop this up like this. I put it on my table. I have this wireless Bluetooth keyboard. And as I'm playing, I'll like write notes. Uh, like I, I look at the time code on my recording and be like, OK, at, at one hour, oh, uh, six minutes and 30 seconds, a bug or something cool happened. And then I'll like take extensive notes so i can control f and try I to find i can't do that and, man i, I can't, yeah i've tried to do that but i just can't i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm recording so much footage that 
yeah. I'd be stopping every five seconds, you know? Right, right, right. Um, oh. You know, I just need to find like one example of something. So I'm not like... Yeah, you're not you're not hard. going so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get right, it. Right, right, right. So, yeah. but but it does take up a lot of time. So I hope maybe one day I, I, might, I might find an, an editor for that. But in terms of my daily news videos, I feel like I, I can take care of those. Yeah. Um, I've I found my workflow. I know how to do it fairly quickly now. I like with uh, when I'm using Premiere Pro, I've gotten pretty good at my shortcuts. So I don't even have to look at my keyboard as I'm editing anymore. You know? Um, oh, you're, so, you're like me. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Flying through Adobe. Like it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. so once the research and the recording is done, the editing is where um, I, that's the fastest part uh, because I've structured the video already in my recording. And so all I have to mm. just like, just remove the, the parts where maybe I pause or the, remove some of the stumbles and fumbles here and there and just like piece it together and make it flow and have it, you know, pace well and stuff like that. Um, but that's, yeah, that's sort of the process for me. So um, I notice you don't have any second channels or you haven't delved into shorts or you don't do Instagram really. You don't do TikTok. Yeah. Is that, are you going to ever expand into that or are you just going to stick with what you know, Twitter, YouTube, long form yeah. content? Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to rule anything out maybe yeah. one day, but right now I just feel like I have enough on my plate where I don't want to think about, oh, what TikTok video should I post today? Um, though, I don't know, maybe I could like just take chunks of my, the videos I already upload and just like do a very bite-sized version of that news. That's like, you know, 30 seconds long or something. So, you know, I have ideas, but I'm not like in a hurry to dive into TikTok. Um, Instagram, it's just, I social social media being what it is it's like twitter's already enough you know what i mean i don't need another layer to that and um yeah. I don't know, i'm really not super into like posting pictures of myself you know what i mean like yeah i, just, I like to meet yeah it's like if you want to see you how, like to be in the real look, world like, like me yeah. yeah i like to be in the real world exactly like <laughs> as um, much as and, you, you can, know some yeah. people some people are just like really photogenic and you know they they get a lot out of posting stuff on instagram but for my yeah. part it's like i want to keep some parts of my life private yeah i want to delineate enough between my real life and social media where i can like take a breather when i need to step back from social media and so yeah yeah i'm, I'm just trying to keep it light for now with just twitter and youtube that's that's enough of a social media load for now and you're still enjoying the content you're putting out on the main channel mm -hmm. and and you, you you're just going to keep with that for the next few years you don't have any plans to do anything different or try anything crazy you're just gonna stick to what you know or have you thought about that yeah i mean you know i'm always trying to every once in a while i'll, I'll upload like a shit post or something i don't know <laughs> just like a dumb little skit <laughs> you know i don't know so there are moments like that where I'll, I'll maybe upload something unusual but you know i i feel very passionate about the topics that i talk about i i yeah. you know i love the games industry and i mainly i just wanted to get better you know i, I don't want EA to burn down, you know, I, I just I want them to reevaluate their priorities, reevaluate their leadership. That's all because they have such great franchises. And like when EA, those those few times EA does put out a game that's just like a video game and it's good, it's good. Um, and so it's like I EA could you could do so much more with the library of franchises you have under your umbrella, and you're just letting all that go to waste with your bullshit corporate. Technically, you know, they had. Game of the year last year, in my opinion, it takes two. It takes two, <laughs> right? That's the thing. That's what I'll. That's one of the yeah. things I'll give EA credit for when it comes to how they treat indies. Like, mm. uh, you know, people who've worked with EA all have very positive experience. Well, some I've heard a few most, stories years ago. Yeah, that, but, most, yeah but most yeah. like you know, EA just like funds their projects and lets them do their thing. 
And it's like, why don't you do that for your AAA stuff more often? So you can see that level of like critical success that can lead to financial success on, on a level like Elden Ring, you know, which sold more copies than your, you know, than Anthem did, than friggin' Star Wars oh, Battlefront 2, than, than all those live services did. Don't say Anthem. Oh, man. What a disappointment. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, boy. Which must not be named. Yeah. Hey, that, so Cyberpunk 2077, mm -hmm. I actually, um, I've I've said it before. I really enjoyed, you know. Obviously, no one likes the fucking bugs, the glitches, sure. the you know the performance issues. Yes, yeah. the police aren't great either, and there's a few different things. Yeah. But the story and the characters were fantastic, and you agree yeah. with me. So why did you get so much hate in that review? And, and yeah, you had to apologize and all this. Like, what happened there? What was the big backlash? Is that you didn't talk yeah. about the bugs enough? Or what? I, I did talk. <clears throat> I did talk about the bugs, but there were there were just other elements. And in hindsight, I'm like I was a little too forgiving. Um, and I, if this were any other game or any other company, I would have like delved into those flaws a lot harder. But I, I think I don't know whether it was hype or just me placing my hopes and dreams that CD Projekt would be the gold standard of AAA video games or something. I just I, I do think with that review. I let myself be a little blindsided, a little um, and like of my own fault, just by my own, um, I think, bias, really, of, of CD Projekt and me, you know, seeing them as something to hold up on a pedestal. And that just made me like, I think, uh, I don't know, subconsciously, just like not go as hard on, on the stuff that needed to be criticized. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like I shouldn't the embargo that they presented, I had weird feelings about it of like they weren't giving us console versions and we only had a week to play it so i had to like rush you this game like i i mean like i haven't rushed before really honestly and so that's that wasn't even uh, the proper way to play this game and so the fact that i was rushing i think contributed to me not really being able to sit down and like really address the flaws because i was just like beelining the story and the story was super good and so that's like all I was getting and I wasn't really like sitting down and really kind of uh, looking at everything and like the reactivity of the world. I really wasn't paying much attention to. Um, so I just, um, yeah, when I revisited that review, like a couple months after it released, I kind of watched it. I'm like, this is just not a good review. Like this is just not representative of, of what I feel should be my quality standards when it comes to review. So I just, I decided, uh, you know, I, I could have just like, let it coast by just let it sit there and then pretend like nothing's happened but i just every time i look at my channel i see my game review section i see that video i'm like it doesn't feel right to keep it there you know and it's not about like oh people hated on it because I, I think they rightfully criticized it it's just more because like metal gear solid 5 is one of my most like likes to dislikes ratio wise wise one of the most like divided but I that really? video review is still up. Yeah, because I love that game. But plenty of people when it first launched, especially because, you know, many, you know, with the incomplete story stuff and all these things. And, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, there were aspects of Metal Gear Solid 5 that people felt mixed about. And the way I praised the game so much just didn't sit well with some of the really hardcore fans who were like, no, this should have been much more than what it was. But yeah. I still stand by that review. You know, I, I play that game twice before I reviewed it once at the Metal Gear Solid 5 review event. And then once when I got a review copy here um, at home or back in Delaware when I was living there. And so, and I love that game. And every time I come back to it, I have the same opinions about that game. So I'm like, I don't care about if people don't like that review. That is my opinion. That is my take on that game period with cyberpunk 2077 
I went back to it, the review, and I'm like, yeah, no, I this is so you actually regret is, that review. I do. Uh, yeah. The way I um, the way I tackled all, all yeah. that that review, I don't get me wrong. The stuff that I did compliment about that game, I genuinely like. Mm. I, I still stand by it. The story, the characters, the how beautiful the world looks, even if it's not as reactive as you want it to be, it does like look incredible. You look up at the you know, oh, yeah. at the buildings or at the skyline and all these things, and um, I still generally still enjoyed that game. It's just I didn't cover all my bases. Um, because yeah. I, yeah, I blinded myself. And so I felt like I needed to correct that, even if it meant bring that up again and releasing another video saying, Hey, I'm going to unlist this video and, uh, here's what happened. And people are like, you know, people will accuse me of things, whatever, but I'm like, I'll take the hit. It's just, I need to, all I know is like in my heart, I feel like I have, I, I can't leave this in good conscience, yeah. leave this review up because I don't believe in it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, so so how- I, I, it's, it was a learning opportunity, you know. How do you know, how what, do you navigate through, you know, cuz I still see people every now and again bring it up to you and I it must sure, be I mean, it must be sort of annoying but in a way like I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of hate over the years. How how do you deal with it? Yeah. Do you just sort of you don't listen to it? Cuz I just sort of don't, yeah. if I get hate like that I just don't respond and move on. You know, I'm I'm a bit I numb mean, to it now, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you know, yeah, yeah. There's a little irritation when freaking. I mean, how long has it been now since that game launched? When even after yeah. all this time, people are still like, ah, oh, but that cyberpunk. They still, they still like, cling on to it. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, very few people now. Yeah, 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 but it's like, dude, you gotta allow me to be human and fuck up. You gotta. Yeah. You, you, I'm not here to tell you I'll never fuck up ever again because that's humanly impossible. Yeah, I guarantee you, I'll fuck up sometime <laughs> down the line. You know what I mean? I, but yeah. I just hope that I can make new mistakes and then learn from those new mistakes instead of repeating the same old mistakes. Um, I, I did learn a lot from the Cyberpunk 2077 review process and how to handle future review processes. And, you know, since then, it's, you know, like, yeah, I'll still get one or two haters every once in a while. But I recently uploaded a couple of reviews for the Steam Deck, for a Cult of a Lamb and all these things. And people have been very receptive to it. And those reviews, I feel like, they turned out, you know, really well and that, you know, they are representative of um, my experiences with the game. And yeah, it's just like now I'm more mindful about um, not letting hype or or placing too much too much trust in a company blinding uh, yeah. me to like what should be readily apparent. Because um, they were right the good guys us. like you're the same as me. Yeah. They were the beacon of hope. You know, they were yeah, doing yeah, yeah. everything right. The DLC for The and, Witcher was like 50 hours. It was. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. Like, and I think I was afraid to believe that that's not what they are. You know, that yeah. they're, they are like any other company, really. When they say it's out when it's ready, they were bullshitting us. Mm. And I was afraid to admit that because I, I so desperately wanted them to to show the rest of the games industry how it's done. Because I, I need I want one company to show the AAA games industry how it's done because it's just so many companies these days feel like they're um, just falling by the wayside in terms of quality control or the way they treat their employees and stuff like that. And it's just like, I, I'm trying to look for that one that like can be the the leader of the pack, you know, on that front. But yeah. Who is the lead? I feel like, uh, who is it? I feel like Insomniac games are up there for me. They're, they're always yeah. pumping out quality content. Very true. Um, from software has been pumping out consistently yeah. incredible from games. Software, yeah. You know? And no monetization but, really in FromSoft either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's still great companies out there. There's still great beacons of hope out there. But I will never ever make the mistake of like 
placing my hopes and dreams on one company or yeah, thinking yeah. that a company is infallible because you never know. Um, but I will always hope that a company continues to live up to the standards that they set previously. And I'll always, you know, you know, wish them good luck and goodwill. But also with the keeping in mind that you never know how they might fuck up. So don't get too um, like trusting or too like absorbed by one company because they're at the end of the day, they're all companies <laughs> and they are business. And yeah. sometimes they'll do things to keep themselves um, uh, profitable, you know, to keep that trend of, of profitability rising. Cause once they plateau, that's even though it's, they're making enough money, it's still not enough. You know, I feel so. like if, if there's a bias for me, it's with naughty dog because I, sure. l I love last of us. I love uncharted crash bandy, you know, so I, when I, whenever I talk about their games, I, you know, I, I make it known that guys, I might be a little <laughs> bit biased here. It's sort of I like mean, a Christopher Nolan film yeah. as well. I'm the same. Oh, with, yeah. I'm the same with Nolan. Man. It's every films. movie he does 10 out of 10. Uh, don't yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Don't even come to me. Cause Look, I'll just... <laughs> I, I even enjoy Tenet. I'll be honest. With no, you. Like it's 10 it's, out of 10, it, man. I'm telling you. It's one of, I do like, if I had to rank <laughs> that movie, I think it's definitely like in the lower yeah. area, but they're, the ambition of what that movie tried to accomplish, I deeply admire because nobody else would try something like Head that. Ahead of its time. Yeah. I mean, things going backwards in time and forwards in time at the same time on screen. Like I thought it was some of those visuals were spectacular. The The story is it was a little colder than past Nolan films and not as effective. But the ambition of, of this concept, I think it's like it's cool that there's somebody out there who's like trying to do stuff like this. I feel know? like so I, I admire it. I feel like it lacked emotion. That was the big. The big take, the big negative for me with that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so, and the funny thing is, going back to Cyberpunk, you know, mm. I like that game because as I played it, and I think I got it a couple days early on, P yeah. on PS5, literally, mm. I played 50 hours, I remember, and every hour the game would crash. So 50 crashes, <laughs> literally 50 <laughs> crashes. And Oof. I still push through because I like yeah. I like the game, so it's thing. it's crazy, man. That's the thing, uh, you know. My the, the removal of my review does not signify that I didn't like the game or that I take back all my positive sentiments. No, no, no. I still yeah. ultimately deeply enjoyed the experience I had with the game. I deeply enjoyed getting to know some of these characters. Um, I, I thought the first person perspective was actually really effective with the way it all played out so seamlessly. It's like I remember one moment where. Um, it was what, what's her name? Uh, one of the romance options. Um, Judy Pan Am. Pan Am. Pan Am. Yep. Yeah, where she we're at a campfire and she like leans on my shoulder, but in first person, I, I like scroll the mouse to look down, and she's like right there, just like with her head on my shoulder and looking up at me. And I'm like, damn, that, that <laughs> you like got me. Yeah. that that like genuinely was like, man, I, I like I had a moment there, like I had a, like my heart skip for a second there, um, mm. and, and because it's all so seamlessly integrated, and then you're really seeing things from the lens of the character not just like as an outsider looking in and seeing that all unfold in first person just there, there's some scenes that were very very effective like carrying that body out of the bathtub in first person and see, seeing this utterly like disheveled uh you know just like violated individual essentially you know picking her up and like setting her down in first person seeing that right there in your face i think there's an element to that was very, very effective and made for some very powerful moments. And so I actually don't, I actually like that they stuck to their guns with first yeah. person, though, if they added a third person mode, I wouldn't complain. No, I get no. why some people would want that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the, the character moments are really what 
uh, st- stuck with me. And then the gameplay was still very solid. You know, the shooting mechanics I thought worked overall pretty well. Um, I know people wanted more out of the RPG systems, but I did like the character build that I made. You know, I, I like it was satisfying to pull off those like stealth shots and get the multipliers and all these things. So um, I still overall had fun with it. Um, yeah, it's just I should have gone harder on the stuff that needed to be criticized where like if it were an ea game or ubisoft game or i would have been like this is unacceptable you can't beat yourself up for it man and i don't think you do anymore you've give you've nah you know you gotta you gotta learn to forgive yourself and be like all right i fucked up cool let's just let's just evolve from that let's not let that uh uh, define you yeah 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 define you or anything it's like life moves on you know it's like um Mm-hmm. I didn't commit some, you know, I didn't like did. murder yeah. anyone. You know? <laughs> right. I mean? like, You'd think that you did like, by some of yeah, the people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. You'd think like I murdered the family. <laughs> or but by the way, they, you know, but it's like, yeah, no, I just, uh, I made a review that I'm like, yeah. I, I should have done better than that. And I will. And that's, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll do my best. And that's all you can do. But I'm still human. And that's everyone's it. human. All YouTubers and whatever, you know, people trying their best. They're human. And yeah. I just hope people understand that we'll fuck up every once in a while. Hundred percent, man. Are you? Yep. Are you? Um, are you blacklisted by anyone at this point, or are you got good relationships with everyone? I mean, probably. I don't know. Because <laughs> you, know, you get review the... codes for most games, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe, I, I maybe Bethesda. I, we'll see with Starfield. If they send me a copy for that, then they haven't. But you know, they sent me like this Fallout seventy six helmet. Um, and I, 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 by that point, I'd already like hold on. You'd already, on yeah. Right. Okay. So it's like maybe I was maybe that I I'm just one that fell by the wayside in terms of or maybe they took the criticism and stripe. I don't know. Um, EA. I don't know if they've blacklisted me or not. Honestly, like straight up, I don't know. Um, though. I, so I, did I you get a Battlefield 2042 code? No. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't necessarily blacklisted. Like yeah, yeah. Going hard on pursuing. Okay. Like I wasn't. Right. Yeah, super keen on reviewing that game. I was like, I'll just check it out on day one when yeah. it's actually out. And instead of them making the excuse of, like, oh, it's a few days early. So, oh, we, we have this new build or whatever. And, you know, I, I just wanted to see the game on day one. Um, so. so will you have a Saints Row review out? Can you say that? I'm trying to remember the embargo um, if you're allowed to say. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I've been contacted about that one. And the thing is, like, my channel isn't its focus okay. isn't reviews like i do reviews every once in a while for games and i'm like okay this is one that i definitely want to i hope to talk about um but i'm not like reviewing every single game i just don't have the time for it with uh the daily news that i have to do on top of voice acting now um so it's like i gotta pick my ga- the games that i want to review very carefully um to allow myself the time to still have a life while picking stuff that i'm like <laughs> genuinely interested in 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 a covering yeah that's why i gotta give ralph skill up some props because he pretty much covers most games and you think yeah, how does he yeah. find the time sometimes yeah he does have like he has this really great editor you know which helps with the workload yeah so, austin um, yeah yeah and that that's where i'm like maybe one day i'll get an editor for reviews because uh, the editing of the reviews takes up way more time than the editing of the news videos um so maybe if i found an editor i could output reviews more often um i can just focus on like yeah. The audio, the, you know, recording the audio and then letting the editor like uh, really f- fancy it all up with the video editing. So, will you do a review for God of War Ragnarok? Because I know that's a tricky Absolutely. one. Because 
I remember Alana Pierce. She was in Cyberpunk, and she said she wouldn't mm. do a review because she's in it. But you're you're saying you will sure. do one because you're in it. You don't you don't mind? Here's the thing. Like it it depends because like if I played like the protagonist of a major AAA game, I wouldn't. I'd be way too biased at that point. You know what I mean? Like I'd be too invested in that project. With God of War Ragnarok, it's like yes, I'm in the game, but it was like. I play this enemy, you know, the, one of the enemy units that you can kill. It's not over a over major over role. Yeah. I don't know. My, like, yeah, they gave me some background about that specific enemy type. And, you know, I glimpsed certain scenarios, but like they really, they, that didn't say much of anything about the game. So I'm, I'm like, I literally voice actors don't get told shit uh, about <laughs> the games that they are part of unless their lines uh, are relevant to those scenes. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, with me, it's like I need to do a bunch of efforts, you know, like oh, a lot of grunting and screaming and like oh, or dying or whatever. You know, I'm going to um, make, but- by the way, sorry to cut you off. I am going to make yeah. a. Yongye compilation where it's just you dying in God of War. I will make. I'm gonna make that. Okay. Sorry, I'm sure, bro. I'm sorry, sure you're brother. not the only one with that idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's out of um, it's out of respect. Just so you know. Of course. Of course. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, with that game, I don't feel like attached enough as an actor to it, yeah. where I feel yeah. like I'd be very biased about that one. But I don't know. Maybe if there is like discourse surrounding whether even. If there's that level of separation between you as an actor and the game, even then it's still not quite right to review the game. Maybe if there's like a a, a dissent against that, maybe I'll be like, all right, I didn't know people felt that way. Yeah. But overall, with God of War Ragnarok, I recorded that so I, a while back now. Okay. And again, it's not a major character. So I feel detached from it enough where I don't feel like my bias. I'm still going to be able to like say, here's what I like and here's what I don't like. You yeah. Know? Without just being like, buy this game because I'm in it. Because I that's not at all what I want. Be, yeah. be criticize this game and compliment it as it deserves to be to everyone, regardless of who, whether I'm in it or whether, you know, whichever actors in it, just like, yeah, be honest. You know, I, I and I want to be honest as well with my coverage of this game, but, you know, it depends if uh, on what people say about that. If, if, I can't if people wait. are like, that, that sounds wrong, then I'm like, all right, fair enough, then I, I won't review it. I'm I, fine with that. I can't wait for the game, man. Uh, that first one was oh. just so, just so oh. good. Masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember that scene with uh, Kratos and the Blades of Chaos. You know, that, that scene. Oh, dude. I mean, that's got to be one Kills. of the most epic scenes in a game yeah. I think I've ever seen, you know. And then beyond that, the game just gets the smaller moments right, too. I love the moment when um, Atreus and Kratos share a drink for the, you know, I don't know if you recall that, mm. and where they, they drink and go, ah, you know, yeah. and, and, and Atreus t- takes the drink. He goes, ah. <laughs> and they had this like little moment yeah, of like father great. and son, and it Very was like, subtle, so adorable but I agree. and, and yep. wholesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's like little moments like that, like really like got emotions out of me. Um, as much as those big set pieces or those big moments like the blades of chaos, the the game's just like so good at managing drama, you know. And how good is and, Christopher Judge? Great gameplay. He's a great. Oh, he's yeah. a great actor. I tell you what, the, the, and. The, vo- the vocal quality of his voice, just mm. spectacular. But then the performance, the vulnerability he adds to Kratos, it's just on another level. Uh, yeah, I, I love I love this series to death. And I, I can't wait to see how it concludes. I thought it was going to be a trilogy. but Concludes, yeah, that's the only thing with me. It's like, wow, okay, concludes. And then I guess they're going to go off to the other three yeah. realms or whatever you call it that they, ha- they sneak peek. You know, I'm curious as to whether... Um, kratos will be in you know what i mean like will kratos uh saga end with this one and then maybe atreus will carry forth to a new realm or will kratos 
actually live through this whole fiasco and and move on to i don't know egypt or you know japanese mythology whatever the next venture might be yeah i don't know i won't and again voice actors don't get told shit i genuinely have no No, idea this is not me hinting at anything i don't know yeah because i get a lot of that um when i interview these actors Articles will come out the next day, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, Young confirms Kratos dies. <laughs> oh man, no, I can't wait for that. It's going to be good. So, yeah. voice acting, I because I know a lot of your voice work's been in like anime and and stuff like that, right? Not not so much games. I know you did Lost Judgment. No, uh, a little you bit of everything. Lo- okay, really. yeah, you did Lost Judgment. That was great. Is it? Was yeah, it, was yeah, it that Lost was fun. Judgment. Yep. It was it was uh, the DLC Lost Judgment, the Kaito Files. Yeah, um, I played one of the characters in that. Yeah, and what other uh, Yasutaka Shirakawa? What other video game work will the audience maybe know you from? Uh, let me go to my. You could have got to your own TV <laughs> now, man. You now I know you're big time. Hey, Let's you can't see. even okay, remember. So that's brilliant. Um, no, I remember a lot of them, but I feel like every once in a while, one or two slip through. Obviously, the Berserker Stag and God of War Ragnarok. I yep. played um. If you're into like Agatha Christie games, there's one that came out called uh, Hercule Poirot, or I, I butcher that pronunciation, Hercule Poirot. And I pray, play Ernesto da Silva, or, or Ernesto da Silva, pronounced correctly. Um, yep. I play, um, let's see, yeah, Yasutaka Shirakawa in Lost Judgment. If you have played um, Paladin, uh, yeah, Paladins, I play the hero Vatu, who came out in 2021. Oh, um, nice. I play this character, Teddy in an indie game called the darkest tales which is like this twisted version of things like little red riding hood and you like it's like almost like a serial killer version of that where you have to like go through this nightmarish version of these uh, fairy tales but as this like teddy bear who's been abandoned by the owner who's experiencing these nightmares and the teddy bears begrudgingly like say gonna go in her nightmares and save her from the nightmare and stuff like that it's really interesting wow um and that was fun and he's like uh he's like this gruff guy and it's like oh, i don't give a shit anymore you know he's, he's got that like i'm done with life but then this little fairy's like come on dude let's go we gotta save her you know and i'm like oh fine let's go you know so I, it was a, yeah, an interesting right. vibe fun vibe to play that um genshin impact uh, genshin impact that's nice. right i played um yeah. uh let's see Control F, Genshin. There it is. Uh, Jing Ming. Uh, he uh, during the Lantern Ride Festival, I played a character who like introduces introduces you to that event, and so like everyone who partook in that event had to like talk to me at some point, which was kind of cool. And so like you and probably got to hear a lot me of players. In that yeah, yeah, big fan yeah, base. definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, Bulletville is this like um, a hero shooter from an indie development studio, and I play. Uh, buff the justice uh, who's you know this west uh european i, I think like russian inspired but i'm like i'm keeping the accent like vagish i don't know <laughs> um monroe valburin and dark deity which is this fire emblem inspired indie title so i've been in, in a number of indie titles as well and i i want to do more indie games because they're some of the most interesting in my opinion nice um that's great yeah man. and then uh blind fate uh edono edono yami um which is this interesting game where you play as this like cybernetic samurai but he's blind and the only way he can see is by finding memory chips that fill out the world oh that sounds cool based on yeah yeah yeah, based on what that memory chip has so sometimes like the memory chip things there's a floor to the floor there but that's not what's really happening now in the present day and so you might Ah, that's cool because you perceive just based off of the memory uh, chip that the floor should be there but it's now somehow it's been destroyed and that's out now 
Uh, I think that's still in development. Okay. I don't think that's out yet. Okay. Um, and uh, oh yeah, and Madeline Cookie and Cookie Run Kingdom, uh, which is uh, a like relatively popular and kind of like adorable mobile game. Um, Speaking of like Cyberpunk, so. I think uh, Jeremy Lee's in that one, eh? Is she? Uh, who? Jeremy Lee? Is she in that from Cyberpunk? Oh, female V. She? Yeah. Is that is that her name? I actually don't remember uh, V's uh, actor's name. Uh, I feel like name. she's in it. Yeah, I feel like she might be in. It. I could be wrong. Um, I know uh, Yuri Lowenthal's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, but I, I did do also a performance capture for a AAA video game that I, I'm not allowed to say. Whoa, young. When's it coming out, yeah. brother? Can you tell us? I, I, if I say anything, it would probably hint <laughs> at what it might be. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna zip it for now. In but, the next uh, year, once, in the next year or two, I can't say. Okay, I really okay, can't say. Okay, All I know okay. is that, I, like, once I do get to announce it, it's gonna be really cool. Like, I can't wait to talk about this one. And um, it was it, like a smaller role. Smaller but, role, yep. But it's a big yeah. game. Yep. It, yes, and uh, like the people I got to work with and stuff like that. It was just, it was one of the best days of my life. Straight up, I loved oh, that day. That's um, amazing. Did, like, I felt like a kid in a candy store finally like being in it like i've seen a lot of behind the scenes footage and stuff and like being jealous like oh man i wish i could do that yeah to finally be able to do it and like seeing how cool the whole process is it was like i was oh, like five man. years old again it was awesome that sounds amazing man that's great yeah. so how are you finding the voice acting world like have you mm. gotten over that imposter syndrome are you are you patting yourself on the back now like i am a voice actor i am i am yeah, good. yeah. i am good at this that's why I'm most days. High. Yes. Most days. Yes. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just your brain just gets in a more depressive state where it starts telling you bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't believe it. Saying, like you're not good enough and like, oh, you're never going to achieve like this level. But but like that's like it, it's that's simmering down more and more. Yeah. Um. You know, the casting directors are being receptive to my auditions. You know, um, my agency, you know, they've been telling me that. You got a great agency, been, man. Now, yeah. Yeah, SBV. I mean, God, like Laura Bailey and Travis William and uh, Insane, uh, Ray man. Chase, like all these amazing talents are in. That's like, I feel very fortunate to be a, a part of that uh, incredible group. And like, the, my agents have been really good to me and sending me some great auditions. And so, yeah, just really proud to be a part of that team. Um, But, you know, yeah, I, I I've been able to get some really cool roles uh, in, in the span of like two and a half years since I've been doing this professionally now. So yeah, I feel like at that point, I have to start acknowledging that like, yeah, I'm good at what I do. Um, and you have to bring that confidence to your sessions. You can't be self-doubting yourself when you're playing a character because that might seep through. And so you got to like on some level, not get cocky and be like, I, I, I've peaked and I'm better than everyone. No, you know, but you need you, like, some sort of confidence, don't you? You need to you be need, confident. Uh, like a healthy dose of mm. ego. You know what I mean? A healthy dose, not too much, but just enough to be like, fuck yeah, let's do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking own this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this and I'm good at this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them what I got. And, um, and uh, yeah, but mostly it's about the excitement of, of diving into a character. Uh, to me, that's... Uh, to fill somebody else's shoes and try to get into the mindset of somebody else mm. and then like emote through them and then have that affect people a certain way. Like that whole process to me is fascinating and um, invigorating. Um, like, uh, cause even with villains, you have to find some, some aspect to them that you can latch onto that you can understand at least to be like, why I would never do the things that you do, but I understand from your perspective why you're doing these things. And like having that understanding, just like, 
even with, with with like Thanos from Marvel's Avengers or not Marvel's Avengers, the uh, the MCU, it's like they gave him a bit of humanity by like actually having him care about his daughters, even though he's overall just a fucked up being. Right. And so like there's some connecting th- human connecting thread there. So what was your connecting least- thread for for in Jojo for Poochie? So Poochie is a very interesting character. I think one of the more interesting uh, main villains in Jojo because his he believes that his motivations are good. He believes that he's saving humanity. Um, and he, without spoiling it for, you know, uh, anime only watchers, you know, we eventually do delve into his past a little bit. And uh, he kind of had a, um, a messed up situation happen to him. And uh, he, he wants to kind of end uh, elements of like cruelty or people just like um, falling into despair. And he believes that this thing called heaven whatever form that might take. And, you know, when you, when you watch further, he believes that achieving that concept can save humanity. He is what, what uh, manga fans, especially will know this, this term, he is evil that doesn't know is is evil. Mm. And that makes him extremely dangerous Mm. because he has a certain belief and faith and, and uh, this devotion towards a cause that he believes needs to happen for the entire human race to thrive. And so he, his motivate, he's the hero of his own story. His motivations are good in his eyes, but obviously, you know, the ends don't always justify the means, but in his eyes, these ends are too important for the means to matter at all. And so I, I play it off as a character who like has undertones of that menacing, like I will fuck your day up. But underneath it all, it's like, he also evokes vibes of like, my children come, I will lead you to a path towards heaven. I will save you. Mm. And you, you can find comfort if you follow my path. But at the same time, you know, he's not aware of his own ego. He's not aware of his own malice, you know? And so, so he's a leader. There's all these things going on. There's all, yeah. So he's like a much, uh, much more, I think like Dio, he's just like a psycho power hungry, like just God complex kind of character. And like that within itself is its own form of entertainment. But Pucci feels a, a bit more human than that um, and a little more complex than that. And I'm not saying he's a better villain. I'm just saying like he's just a different vibe. Yeah. And I love playing these two conflicting sides of like he's this demonic entity wearing the clothes of a priest, you know, mm. and it's like that that dichotomy is fascinating and to play both aspects of like his sympathetic nature towards the human race versus um, his own selfishness and his own like he he blind the way he blindsides himself towards like how fucked up he is and how like he's not really you know I I don't, I don't want to say much more but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love the story how um, when you were in the booth you didn't realize that you were playing correct me if I'm wrong you, yeah you you were playing one character but you didn't know you were playing the other side of him correct correct that, um, I play. <clears throat> That's, yeah, that that was crazy. Yeah. Um, and so I when you play a Jojo character who has a stand, you play both the stand and the character, the stand being that the apparition, the the thing that gives you your powers. Um, it's like yeah. in Shaman King, you know, they essentially have stands, you know, what I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like kind of like that. Um, and <clears throat> is it a bit like you, yeah. you, you, Yu-Gi-Oh and then his, you know, his alter ego a bit or not? No, it's it's a little different because. Okay. It's more of like imagine it's like that, but except if Yami Yugi was like 
more of like a demonic Pokemon. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a spectral Pokemon. Yep. Who is like your sole companion. You don't get to catch all these Pokemon. There's like one specific one, Pokemon yep. that chooses you. It's like that. And that Pokemon has unique powers that are different from all the other Pokemon. It's kind of like that, I guess, okay. is the best yep. way I can describe it. And yeah, so I, I, for some reason, it slipped my mind when I was cast for Whitesnake that... Well, because he's Poochie Stan, I also play Poochie. And I think maybe subconsciously I didn't want to hope, you know, in, in case for some reason in this case they decided to voice them separately because Whitesnake has a lot of lines. So maybe it's like they wanted a separation, a, a certain degree of separation. So mm. I went into Whitesnake. My first sessions for JoJo were for Whitesnake. And so I went in there thinking, oh, this is so awesome. I get to perform the stand of a main villain. Man, I did it. I nailed. All how, right. How I'm, do I'm, you? That is all I need. How do you I'm compose satisfied. yourself in the booth there? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Fortunately, I found out towards the end oh, of that okay. session when, yeah, we finished up the white snake stuff uh, or the pale snake stuff. It's pale snake in English, white snake in Japanese for licensing reasons. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I, I finished up the white snake session and then my director goes, all right. So next week we're going to or next session, we're going to bring you in for uh, yeah, some Poochie. And then I was like, say that again what 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 do you just say right now what do you mean poochie what are you talking about no, no i only play pale snake right and he's like uh no my sheet shows no yeah no that that's right it shows you're playing poochie too and i just oh why what are you talking about <laughs> um and i had a freak out in front of the director and um and then i like composed myself so we could end the session i could leave them to you know do what did the director session. say what how he was like, well, that, that's nice. We, you know, because we don't get to announce to actors that uh, they got X, Y, and Z parts. He goes, oh, well, that's cool to see, like, actually see the reaction of somebody getting the role live. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so excited. I, I can't I can't believe it. Uh, I, I literally could not believe it. I, I thought there was no way I was going to get a, a JoJo main villain. Uh, you know, like that. That's not uh, something anyone many people can say they've been able to play you know no. um it's a very select few people in the world who, been, who can say i play a jojo main villain so I, I i'm very humbled by the opportunity um and i take that responsibility very seriously and i can't wait for the new batch of episodes to come out um on and September do you 1st. do you listen to the japanese version as well that's how yeah that's how it works when you're recording for anime they preview the japanese version um, oh so, so you, you gotta ma kinda... mouth it at the right time yeah Yep. Yes, that too. Um, yep. The timing has to be exact. Um, and then sometimes the audio engineers can like stretch things a little bit or compress things a little bit to match it up more. But generally, like if you're too far off, if you're a couple frames off, then you have to like do another take uh, a little faster, a little slower. So like anime dubbing doesn't get the credit that it does. No. Um, like especially now having done it, it's like I understand that the, the limitations with which you have to work with and still be a good actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, mm -hmm. it's not easy, um, but it's rewarding and you get to play characters in like in any other medium, like anime has some of the craziest stories and characters, but some of the most fascinating ones. And so and Jojo especially is way out there. It's bizarre. All right. My my um, favorite is probably Death Note. Oh, oh dude, that's like my favorite. Too. Is it? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 100%. I just love man. I can watch that. The it. cat and mouse game, the tension, oh, the man. the way they utilize the mechanics of the death note to like play each other. It's like, oh, it's amazing. It's and, just and so good. Oh. It's uh, yeah, but let's not that's let's not ever talk about the Netflix live action adaptation. Oh no. Oh. Willem Dafoe was the only good part about that. He he was perfectly cast, but everything else is just so oh. it it did not get 
Death Note at all. <laughs> no, at all. No, um, no not at all. And have you ever have you ever seen Death Parade? No, yeah, I, I, I recommend definitely that heard one. of that one. I recommend that one, man. Yeah, Death definitely Parade. Death Parade. I know I'm, I keep mentioning Death for some reason, but no. Death Parade, uh-huh. definitely recommend I've that. seen, yeah, I saw a couple of episodes of this with my brother who was watching it back when I was still in Delaware. I haven't finished it, though, but I, I do remember, like, enjoying it for the few episodes that I did see. Yeah. So I'll check it out. And obviously DBZ and Yu-Gi-Oh! and all that, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. But I do need to watch JoJo. I need to watch now that, yeah. JoJo's fun. Um, have you not seen any of the parts yet? Are you just completely? Completely new, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. okay. Part one is, like, kind of, tame for the most part it's not as bizarre as you think it you know as the name suggests but then like part two gets weird and then part three gets insane part four i mean every part just ups the ante of like this is the weirdest show ever but i love it <laughs> um yeah, no, yeah. I, I love anime i love anime um yeah yeah i still uh, sadly i still haven't seen um attack on titan so i'm uh, there's a few i'm <sighs> really missing yeah you know what though? They're they're just about to wrap attack on time. So you're you'll have the opportunity to just like binge, binge it, it. Yep. from one end to the other just at the right time. So you know what? It, it's never a, a there's never a too late to come into attack no. on time. And um I'll give you a couple more, Young, because I know you gotta go. But um I did see someone here say, What were your thoughts on the Lord of the Rings show for Amazon? Oh, I still haven't watched it. It's uh, not. It's is, not out yet. It? But are, oh, okay. are, you, are you excited? Are you, you know, optimistic? What's your? Opinion? Um, I know. Th- I'm not like a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I like. Yeah. I like it. I've seen the movies and I've seen the Hobbit films and I, especially the, the original trilogy. I I really came to appreciate them. Yep. So I'm not super in tune with the lore and like, oh, this doesn't match this and that. Just looking at it, just just from like uh. Uh, someone who's familiar with Lord of the Rings, but not like a hardcore fan. It looks it looks all right. Like the production value looks cool. Um, the fact that um, Bear Mc oh my god, why am I forgetting his last name? Bear uh, the the, the Mac- um McCreary. There we go. From God of the War, the composer of God of War yeah, yeah, yeah. and Battlestar Galactica is yeah. uh, doing the music for this. That alone makes me excited to just like at the very least tune in auditorily because he makes some of the best music oh, ever. Yeah, I love great. him as a composer. Um, but in terms of like the vibes that it gives off, it looks like Lord of the Rings. You know, it, it seems uh, they really seem to be uh, upping the ante in terms of production value. This feels like they're trying to like reach Game of Thrones level of success and stuff like that. Or, well, you know, the, the first couple of seasons. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. I, I don't know. I'm not super invested in it, but I'm also like intrigued by it. And that's really all I have to say on that. Front. Yep. Yeah. What about you? Um. I don't know, man. I know the budget's so high that it's like, how are they going to sort of fulfill this budget? They're never like, yeah. The budget's like record breaking. The amount of money yeah. they spent on on each episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go in optimistic and and hopefully it's good. I, I'm not gonna go in yeah. like I'm gonna hate this because this and that. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen a lot of vitriol online about it and. You That's know, the thing. I'm yeah. wondering. I don't know where that comes from. All I know is like I'm fairly neutral about it. I'm, I don't feel any strongly any one way or another. I'm yeah. just like I think I do want to watch it though. You know, I'm, I'm. It's Lord of the Rings. It's epic. It's this well-known fantasy saga. So like, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna check it out. But I'm not. I'm not feeling optimistic or pessimistic. It's just more like I think it's, I want to watch it. Let's people it are annoyed about the. You know how they say the wokeness of it all. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I. 
I don't know what aspect of the trailer. No, I don't know. That. I haven't been following it like you too yeah, closely, same. so I'll just watch it when it's out, um, like most things. And yeah, I know. I know people were criticizing Sauron's appearance, where they're like, he looks like Eminem instead of uh, you know, oh, the really? gorgeous visage that Sauron should actually have based on the descriptions from the books and stuff like that. I'm like, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about Sauron's backstory for me to, again, have an opinion one way or another. People did show like screenshots of uh, the Shadow of Mordor series. Mm. Um, they're like, this is how Sauron should look. This game got it right. And so they, I, I've seen some criticisms about that. But again, I'm not super, super invested in yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Personally. So I'll give you one more, Yong. Ca- sure. If you could pick a character to play in a game, like dream role sort of stuff because i i feel like you'd be a good wolverine personally man that that is certainly up there maybe one day um uh wolverine uh i mean batman i'd love to give that a go someday yeah um yeah that's a that's a tough one yeah yeah batman is probably my favorite superhero but um same here you know, yeah, but I have to find because being st- performing stoic is, I think, one of the most underrated things. Because Batman, when he's Batman, he's just sort of down here, uh, you know. And it's like, but it's like you got to find just enough. You got to, you can't be so flat that it's boring, but you can't be so high energy that you lose that tough stoicness. And you still have to find little nuances here to give him a certain personality while still maintaining that stoicness and. Like I, I, Kevin Conroy is, you know, just a master of Batman. Obviously, he's who you think of when you think of Batman. Um, but I, I would love to bring my own interpretation to that character someday. Um, I hope to, I don't know, be a in a Persona game, like be one of the major characters in a Persona game or in a Final Fantasy game one day. Um, oh God, I hope to be, I hope to be in a Naughty Dog game. I, I want performance capture is my favorite. Like once I experience it, I'm like, I want to do more of this. Yeah. And so if, everyone says that that's an exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so if I want to, I want to be a part of a story that's like as emotionally impactful as last of us was to me. I want to be a character yeah. like Joel, not necessarily Joel, just like somebody, whether it's a new IP or an existing IP that takes place somewhere else or whatever. I want to play a character who really has to push himself emotionally, who really has to go through some really tough times and to, journey through that as a human being and to sympathize with that and see like what kinds of performances that uh, that yields from me i want to like push myself on an emotional level and see what i can do with that so one day i hope to be able to play a, a role like joel because uh, last of us part uh, part one or last of us one uh, whatever you want to call it that was the game that made me go i want to do that i want to do voice acting yeah wow Troy baker's performance was what made me go um have you ever had a chance to tell him that not directly. Uh, I don't know if like he knows me or has. I, I've said this before in a few other like interviews and podcasts and stuff, um, but I've never had the chance to like tell him directly that he. Yeah, he was a, a huge inspiration uh, for my decision to be like, I like what what Troy Baker went through here. I wanna. I hope to go through that as well and with one of my characters one day. Um, really a- fleshed out emotional journey and um, one that tells a really powerful story. Um, I don't know. Maybe he. Does. I did uh, make a video about him because he put out that uh, NFT thing. Oh, so no. if, <laughs> oh no! If he's seen that, maybe oh, he doesn't no. like me anymore. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, that was one aspect of him that I criticized because I. No, I think it, he's apologized. It called I out. think he knows. Yeah, he did. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I will acknowledge. Like, I, I he came on to the Alana. P, uh, to, what, what, what's the podcast called? Play, watch, play, watch, listen. and listen. Yeah. 
yeah, he came on and he was like, you know what? Uh, I admit I was ignorant about all of this. And like they had a really great conversation and mm. Troy Baker was really open minded. And that's like the most important thing. I um, mean, I think I, I do appreciate that he did keep an open mind and did listen to feedback and like actually learned and like made decisions with that. So like that, that's really the mark of um, someone who isn't stubborn and is willing to learn to like accept that. Maybe I maybe I did mess up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, who knows? I, I yeah. Kudos there. But, you know, even with my NFC criticisms and whatever, there's no denying that his talent is is I mean, he's one of the top tier voice actors of all times, you know? And I deeply admire his talent. He greatly inspired me to pursue voice acting. That's not going to change, you know, regardless of NFT bullshit. You know, it's like I still um, am glad that I got to live in an era where his performances are able to shine and, and inspire others. So that's cool. I think I'm talking to him for Last of Us uh, Part One part remake. One. So I'm, I might have to mention you and see what he said. Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't have to. Well, I, don't I, I might <laughs> just say like people, you know. Sure. I I might not directly say it, but like you know, people have said that your performance has gotten them into it. How do you feel? You know. Sure. But sure. um, I, mean, you, I guess your interview. It's up to you, but you don't feel no, no. I, like, you're I'm not trying to. No, 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 I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I know. I I um. Are you playing that game? By the way, can you say? Because I feel like I've seen um, reviewers have it in their hands. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. have it personally, but a few of my friends have it, so I'm guessing you have it. But yeah, probably can't say. I'm, so it's all right. Yeah, I'm. You're excited. For my part, I'm still. I'm still. I haven't signed anything, so I'm still waiting for my copy. But okay. Okay. Yeah, I did reach out, and they said that they'll get back to me, but I don't know if they will on time or whatever. But yep. either way, I'm gonna play it. You know, I'll play it on launch day or before launch day. Yeah. Um, um, nice. I did. I did get to play Marvel Spider-Man on PC before that came out. Um, yeah. Which it plays super well. Um, but Last of Us Part One, I don't know if they're keeping a tighter circle for that, given you know the sort of the mixed reactions to it or something. I don't know, but yeah, anyway, I, I do want to play it. I'm um, I love that game. I love Last of Us One. So to see it in, in, in with enhanced graphics and all these things, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Um, the, obviously, the price point is going to be a point of contention for a lot of people. I think that's fair. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see what happens. I think it's a, as much as you people criticize it i think it is a smart business move really especially with the show coming out yeah but, um yeah, yeah we'll see how well it does but thank you yonk for coming on today man i, I really appreciate me. it you've taken up nearly two hours of your time so um we really <laughs> appreciate it and is there anything you want to plug that you've got coming up um let's see well if uh, you enjoy jojo september 1st uh, the second batch of 12 episodes comes out uh, lots of definitely lots of poochie to see in there um and yeah just stay tuned on uh, youtube.com slash young yeah for more gaming news and reviews and uh if you want to just uh kind of just just on twitter on uh, uh, twitter.com slash young yeah if you want just like random hot takes or just random tweets or whatever random posts that are outside of my usual content creation stuff follow me there at young yeah um and then young if you're interested in any of my voiceover stuff if, if you want to hire me for something i don't know my <laughs> reels are there my resume yeah. is there so i don't know hire this man there. please <laughs> <laughs> well yeah thank you so much for having me and had oh man thank you so much and lord chancho here says two of my favorite youtubers together at last hell yes hell yes hell yeah man uh no take care man and oh before we go before we go mm -hmm. i need that famous outro to take us out <laughs> come on man well i guess uh, with that i will see you guys next time
Young out. <laughs> Take care, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good Take day. Take care. Later.